Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi there, I'm Cassandra Healy and welcome to... Behind the Pitch. Business has always looked really great and glamorous online, but I'm here to talk to you about everything that happens behind the business to make it a business. Join me and some of our amazing guests as we go through everything you need to know about what goes on behind the pitch. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode. I am so excited for this week's episode because I am joined with Jessica Williamson. She is an award-winning mindset and business coach, and she loves to help other female entrepreneurs unleash their potential and believe that anything is truly possible. Jess combines everything from mindset to her experience in business and innovative strategies for growth so that women can create and basically live their dream life. Guys, this episode is probably one of my favorites, so stay tuned and don't forget to go to the show notes where you too can download the Limiting Beliefs ebook. Stay tuned and enjoy. So Jess, tell us about who you are, your journey in business, as well as what are two of the biggest highlights since you've been in business. Yeah, it's been a long journey. Well, not long, but lots lots packed into the last five years. So I started my first business, Etty Swimwear, when I was 22 and working full-time in digital marketing. So the swimwear brand took off pretty, pretty quickly, which was a really fun ride. And, you know, as you know, I was invited to New York Fashion Week after one week in business. Yeah. So it was a whirlwind. And it got really successful really quickly, um, which led me to severe burnout, adrenal fatigue, whilst trying to juggle my full-time job and grow a global swimwear brand at the same time. Um, but throughout that year, there was so many highlights and lessons along the way. Um, and so after the first year, I then quit my full-time job and started working on the business full time. Um, but I get distracted pretty easily or I sort of, if I have like one minute in my day to think, um, trust me, I'll start a new business or start a new idea. So I then started my second business somewhere elsewhere, which is where I was taking influences globally, 
on trips to promote brands as more of an agency model. So that was a pretty fun business, um, but also a ton of work involved. <laughs> um, in you also, sorry, weren't you also one of the first people to start up an agency like that as well in the market? Yeah, yeah, no one was really doing it. So what I saw was that, you know, big brands such as Benefit Cosmetics or, mm. you know, these huge beauty brands were taking influencers to the Maldives and promoting their brands. But for me as a small business, I was like, I don't have a hundred grand to do this because it's damn expensive. You've got to pay for everything for the influencers plus pay them and, you know, coordinate the whole lot. So I thought, let me do this as an agency model. I'll bring my swimwear, but also I can offer this opportunity to other small brands who also don't have a hundred grand for a trip to the Maldives um, to be part of the trip. So it created a lot of hype having all these cool influencers from all over the world. We had some from Slovenia. We had some from like Mm -hmm. random places like Europe, Canada, USA, mostly Australia, um, and influencers with up to, you know, a million followers. So I got to go on these trips and make sure that the influencers got the shots or, you know, we got what the brand was hoping for as well. So it was a, it was a good business model, I guess, but it was a ton of work. And so in 2019, I took a little bit of a pause on it and then, you know, 2020 happened and here we are. So that business has just kind of fallen to the side. And I've realized that my idea of success is no longer jetting all over the place every three weeks. Pre-COVID, I was on the plane every three weeks, but I realized that a slower pace and lifestyle is really what suits me better at this time. So I'm trying to slow things down. So I did that business alongside my swimwear brand. And then I also decided that I would start doing a bit of photography on the side. And then Mm -hmm. I started a Perth events venue so people could hire out um, my warehouse venue for their photo shoots or events Um, And then I was also doing the coaching. So at one point I had five businesses on the go at once, which was a little bit crazy. Uh, (laughs) And then slowly one by one, I kind of turned each one off or exited them. And literally just last week I sold Etty Swimwear. So it's been a huge journey. And now I'm just focusing on the coaching because that is really what lights me up. That's what I really feel fulfilled in and what I'm really enjoying right now. So even in the coaching, I have basically five businesses with that because I have my one-on-one coaching, my membership, my podcast, my Instagram, um, speaking gigs, like that's basically five businesses in one yeah. as it is. So it keeps me busy. Oh yeah. Like a lot of, for a lot of people listening, like I've known Jess for what, maybe seven or eight months now. And let me tell you, she's one of the most like talented people that I know when it comes to like managing all these things. Like I have just millennium and I struggle with like that. And like Jess has all this stuff going on and I hear about it and I see it on social media and stuff. And when we used to do our monthly catch-ups and stuff, I used to sit there and sometimes I'm like, Oh my God, like, this is insane. She's so talented. Um, so this kind of then is perfect leeway for my next question. So you're a coach now, you work primarily with women. So what led you to become a coach? And I guess what are your key focuses that you work on with your clients? 
Yeah, so what it, it started out organically and coaches weren't really a thing. I mean, there was like Tony Robbins and things, but coaches weren't really a thing, you know, five years ago when I started. And so I spent my whole journey figuring shit out. Did I just trial and error, pick myself back up and keep going? But I got to a point where my brand was global all over the world and I had people reaching out to me from Canada. Like they would just find my personal Instagram, send me a DM and just say, hey, Jess, I have this business. I really would love to know how you did this or how did you do that? Mm. And so I started just like jumping on random Zoom calls with people and helping them out. But what I realized was there's a big difference between mentoring, which is what I was doing, telling them how I did it and coaching. And there's a huge difference. And what I was actually doing was just telling them how I did it. Whereas my approach now, and I've done a lot of, um, you know, NLP, you know, change practitioner, like all of these mindset tools that now I can apply to my business experience and the mindset work to help people get real results in the areas that they actually want them. It's not about me telling them, well, I think you should do it this way because that's what I did. It's about helping them unearth like what is their definition of success and what is going to be the the best way to create that reality for them, combining Mm. the mindset work and also combining the strategies, because a lot of coaches, I would say the majority of coaches out there have not run a business before, or if they have run a business may not be, have been like that successful. And so they, you've jumped into the coaching world and they can definitely help people. And I think there's a time and a place for that, but a lot of them are more so just mindset coaches. And I think you do need knowledge about business having actually done it yourself. And I've run five different businesses in five different um, business models. Like I had a bricks and mortar. I had a product-based business, e-commerce. I had um, a service-based business. I've had like an agency model. I've had all of the types of businesses almost. Um, So I have a wealth of knowledge, even though I've only been in business for about six years now. I go fast. So my six years is like 20 years <laughs> equivalent. Um, so yeah, I really do believe that you need mindset and you need strategies because you can't, I mean, sitting and meditating all day, you might feel good, but to me that wouldn't feel good because I would feel anxious because I'm not doing anything um, and vice versa, you know, through my own journey, uh, mindset has been a huge, huge part in why I've had these opportunities and why I've had this success and growth is because I believed in it. Like I believed it was possible. Mm. So, okay. Going back to this one thing that I really want to talk about, and I know you've, you've mentioned it twice now, it's your definition of success, right? I feel like that's such a big thing, especially now, like with with the world, like we live in a world of Instagram, everything is Instagram or TikTok or whatever, right? When you decided that, you know, the fast paced life wasn't cut out for you and you decided that you wanted to slow down, you wanted, you know, your version of success is, you know, being able to work from home, not having people around you, no office or anything like that. Did you, how did you feel in that moment? And I guess what was the biggest pivotal moment where you decided that, Hey, this isn't for me anymore, because I'm really saying that now, because obviously with COVID and everything happening, I feel like there's a lot of entrepreneurs still holding onto those old belief systems that success looks like this. And this is the only definition. So I mm-hmm. like, how, how did you, make that change did you have any guilt or anything associated with it 
Yeah, I think we were forced to last year (laughs) to slow down. Um, And that was where I really had the realization because I think genetically, like I'm a fast person, I thrive off energy. And if I feel calm, I'm like, what's wrong? Like what's going on here? Like, why is my heart going so slow? Um, but, you know, even when I was a kid, I used to run everywhere and bang into the walls because I just want to get everywhere fast. Um, so for me, it's almost like a rewiring of my whole being. Um, and before COVID, like I said, I was on a plane every three weeks juggling five businesses at once. And I just thought more was better. I felt more fulfilled. I was like, give me more, give me more, give me more. And with COVID, I learned to slow down. I started doing a bit of pottery at home and I was, you know, I went on a huge health journey last year because to be honest, before COVID, I was not eating right. Well, I would skip meals and things because I'd be like too busy, too busy to stop working, too busy to make proper food. I'll just grab what I can have. You know, I was having pretty bad sleep. I literally was not exercising at all. Mm. Um, And so I was just doing business and like I can operate on that. Some people cannot. Mm. And they're like, how do you not just do the washing and relax all day when you're at home? And I'm like, that's not even a thing my brain does. So (laughs) um, I realized that slowing down and prioritizing my health and having time to eat properly and go to Pilates and do these things was more fulfilling. And I had now more brain space. And that's also partly the reason why I sold the swimwear brand because in order to show up as the best coach, I have to energetically show up. Mm. I can't be burned out. I can't be stressed out. I mean, I can, but like it's struggle. I have to be on and be that support system for my clients. Mm. I have to come with them with the inspiration. I have to come at them with the positive vibes. And so for me to do the best job at doing what fulfills me, I have to be the best version of myself. And that includes all of those things. And, you know, we've spoken about this before as an introvert, for me, I had the office. Like when I had my events venue, I had a huge office upstairs. It had like three rooms and it had all the, it had so much space and it was an office, but I hated it. Like, why do I want to drive 20 minutes every day to the office and back that's 40 minutes of my day I'm not going to get back um and then I sat at the office most of the time by myself anyway because my teams work remotely so even though the traditional idea of success was you need an office you need a flash car you need you know a fancy house you need dollar bills you know like you need all of these shiny things to me I was like well actually success means I'm gonna go have every Friday off maybe do some pottery on Fridays. I'm going to go to Pilates every morning and not start my work until 10 or 11 a.m. if I don't want to. I'm going to, you know, some days I even watch a midday movie because I'm like, this is what I just need. And like, Um, you know, I don't have any bookings in. So being able to have a schedule and a life that can work with the ups and downs of life. Because when I was working full-time, I used to physically make myself feel sick just through the power of the mind, which is why I'm all about mindset work because I did not want to go to work. And so many people do this. I have not been sick in the last five years, not even a sniffly nose, 
because I now know if I need some extra sleep, I can have it. Whereas before, when I was bound by this nine to five job that I would have to leave home at 6am because of it was a freaking two hour commute and then go and do something that I didn't enjoy. Um, all of these things add up and I was not healthy. I was not fulfilled. I felt resentment. You know, that's why I ended up with adrenal fatigue and burnout and all of that. So for me, success is having a schedule that I can play to. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not fully through my journey yet. I'm still learning because I'm still, now that I've sold Ete Sume, last week I was like, wow, I don't feel too busy. So let me just put on a few more things. And I'm like, I'm going to organize an in-person workshop. I'm going to make a journal. I'm going to do, I was like, Jess, just stop, like just chill and think about what else can I fill up my time with instead of filling it up with that. Like, let's do things that make me feel good. Um, So, yeah, it's been a journey though. And I don't think you know until you try. Yeah, 100%. I have to say like everything you're saying is just so powerful because if there's one thing that I hear, I've been seeing a lot on social media, it's that quote where it's like, we need to stop idolizing the grind. We need to start idolizing sleeping when we need to, eating right, making time for ourselves, self-care. And everything you're saying is completely true, especially in this new world that we're shifting into. Now, you mentioned being an introvert. I feel like you're giving me all the leeways. I'm living for it. (laughs) As an introvert yourself, and I can relate to that, um, how has this benefited you in business and what kind of challenges has it brought on for you? Yeah, so being an introvert, and I did, you know, a whole podcast episode on this on, on my podcast, Couch Chats, but being an introvert, I have been underestimated my whole life. Even when I recently sold Etty Swimwear, do you know how many messages I got when I shared the highlights from my journey? I got so many messages from people saying, I did, I had no idea you were successful. I had no idea you had this success. So many messages and they mean it in a nice way. They're like, wow, look at what you have done. But I've had this underestimation. Is that even a word? I've been underestimated my whole life. And so, you know, when I used to go for job interviews, when I used to have a job, I would never get the job on paper, on my resume, bloody amazing. I had so many internships compared to every other graduate from uni. I would get the interview, but because I was quieter, people assume that means you do not know what you're doing. And I'm like, this has nothing to do with capabilities because when I finally did get a job and the reason why I got a job was because I knew what I was passionate about. And I spoke about that in the interview, but when I did get the job, they were like, holy shit, Jess, you're pretty smart. Like you're doing a bloody great job. And I'm like, I know, but no one gave me a chance because they thought that I was too quiet. So this is still showing up now. Um, You know, even those messages that are well-meaning, like, wow, Jess, I didn't know what you had achieved or I didn't know you were that successful or I didn't know, you know, this, which they might not have because they might've just found me, but I've been always underestimated because I don't have that big, bouncy personality that's just in your face. I'm more reserved and I'm more backseat. So, you know, being an introvert and I'm just saying, you know, being quieter as an introvert, because that's typically, you know, a thing, but I do know that introvert, the actual definition just means you get your energy from being alone. Um, To be honest, I sit in a room from Monday to Friday 
by myself. I'm like, even after I finish my work day and I'll go and watch a TV show or I'll do some reading, I'm like, I don't even want to talk to anyone. Like I've had enough. This is my energy time to recharge. Um, I might've been talking to people, my clients all day, but I'm in a room by myself. And that's why also having an office means nothing to me because I don't need to be around people. I need to be by myself. I don't even, currently my partner and I don't live together. And people like, don't you want to like spend every night together and like go visit each other? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I, need, I need my own time. And people yeah. are like, oh, maybe, maybe that means you guys shouldn't be together. But we've been together for 10 years oh and we're God. both very similar in that way. Yeah. And so I'm like, no, weeknights are my nights. And on the weekend, then I'll go and socialize. So you have um, the rest of your lives to live together. Come on. Yeah. So for other people who are more extroverted, they're like, I go crazy just from spending two days at home by myself. I'm like, no, like I would, you know, I'm be by myself all the time, but I'm still connected with people online. I'm on social media. I'm on doing all these things that drain my energy. So I need that recharge time more than ever. And then on the weekends, I can show up with a full tank of energy and give my partner or my friends or whoever I'm catching up with my full energy because I've recharged. Um, And so even when I ran my Ignite the Dream event here in, in January in Perth, that wiped me out for a week. You're like kidding. my energy levels, I couldn't get out of bed almost. I did get out of bed, but I was so damn tired every morning for a whole week after that event because it just took so much energy and I love it. Like I would never stop doing the events. But what I realized is I can't do back-to-back events yeah. <laughs> like I had used to. Like I used to jam-pack my schedule so full, go to every networking event, catch up with a million people for coffees, but that wasn't really serving me and my energy type. So now I don't really meet with people unless I really have to. And if I do have to, I'll ask them if we can do it on Zoom instead because I think last year was great, a great excuse for introverts (laughs) and getting people used to the fact that you don't have to meet. Um, But for any introverts listening, I, to be honest, books, I get distracted and I'll read half of it and then I've bought of it. So I've read half of the book Quiet by Susan Cain. And what she actually explains is that the world is built for extroverts in primary school, in high school, in uni, group assignments. I don't give a shit about group assignments. I don't want to work. Like I can do a bloody great job on my own. And yes, I know you've got to work with people and this and that, but you know, even the way the desks are formatted are in a group. Like I want to be on my own desk and I'll do the work and I'll do it in half the time because I'm not talking to anyone and then I can move on. So there's a whole, I could talk all day on this because, you know, there's the side of being underestimated. Then there's the side of the energy management and all of these other things. So now I create my schedule to not jam pack too many social outings in one go or not do too many speaking events. So last month I was meant to go to Melbourne and Sydney for my speaking events, but obviously COVID had different plans. Um, But my initial idea, this is how I used to think. I was like, great, I'll fly into Melbourne on Thursday. I'll do my event on Friday and then I'll fly to Sydney on Saturday and I'll do the Sydney event on Sunday and then I'll fly home on Monday. And this will be my best plan ever. I was like, this is actually how I did things in the past. 
And I was like, holy shit, no. I went <laughs> from January's event. So, you know, when I had scheduled it in, obviously the schedule's gone out the window now, but I did yeah. have a whole week. I had a whole week in Melbourne and then I had a whole week in Sydney because both of these places are very far from Perth. So I thought I'll do them both together. But, you know, I changed that schedule because I learned how my energy levels work and how I need to function best. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have one question off this before I lead into the next question. When you talk about your energy management, was that something that you learned through the tools that you learned through all your um, certifications and stuff like with NLP and everything? Or was this something that you just learned from self-reflection, sitting back and going, all right, this is just giving me too much or I don't have energy energy to work, you know, work for the next three days. I need to change something. So how did you figure that out? And then how did you adapt a plan into your everyday lifestyle? I think it's a bit of everything. So learning all my mindset work, that taught me that you literally create your reality. And Mm. so the way that your brain is constructed, your thoughts, your feelings, everything creates your reality. And so, like I said, when I hated my full-time job, I manifested that illness. The power of the mind is so strong. And so, you know, just understanding that what my thoughts are create my reality definitely helps. But I think in energy management, Um, I've always been a super organized person. So I make sure now to actually map out time for rest and, you know, scheduling these things. And now I've got a whole nighttime routine, which doesn't always happen. And I used to be so resistant to morning routines. I'm like, heck no, I'm not getting up at 5am and drinking my green juice and freaking running a mile. Like that doesn't work for me. And I'm like, why was I so resistant to it for so long is because that's what the definition we see is. Here's my nighttime routine. I go to bed at 9.30, I put on a 10 minute meditation and I do some deep breathing. That's it. But that sets me up for a deep sleep. And then the next morning I wake up and I'm okay. Whereas before I would be on my phone and, you know, that throws everything out. And sometimes I'd be on damn TikTok till midnight because you don't even realize the time. And then the next day I've got, you know, I've got no energy. And then my whole day is ruined because I didn't do the nighttime thing properly. And then in the morning, you know, I have set something on my phone that doesn't let me open it. Sometimes I do because you can click ignore, but (laughs) most of the time that at least stops me um, and helps me get into the habit of not looking at my phone straight away, actually eating a bunch beforehand. And also I've adjusted my schedule so that my clients can't book in too early on certain days, because I know that maybe Mondays I need a bit more time in the morning to just get myself sorted. And it's understanding what time of day you work best as well. So for me, it's like mid-morning. Um, mid-morning is like my ideal spot from like 10 to 12, power through everything, get a ton done. And then the afternoon, it's a bit more like the easier stuff, but I'm in bed by nine, whereas other people don't start their work day till like 6 p.m. and they work best at night. So it's understanding like trial and error, firstly, um, and actually scheduling in those things that, you know that you need that maybe you haven't because when I first started coaching, I just opened up my calendar and guess what happened? I had six one-to-one calls back to back. So from nine to like three um, and guess what? There was not even a break. So I couldn't go to the toilet. I didn't drink. I didn't eat. I didn't do anything for six hours straight. And do you know how energetically uh, tiring that is? Because I've got to show up fully 
Yeah. Like helping someone work through their mindset blocks, fully strategize their entire business. Like this is not just I'm showing up for an appointment. Um, I'm on for six hours straight. And I did this for a few weeks and I was like, holy shit, why am I doing this? Like, why do I feel like I need to have that much time open for my clients? So now two per day, that's it. Two a day max. And I have a break in between. Um, even if it's a 15 minute break where I can just relax, um, or at least like check a quick email or something. So it's all about, I mean, trial and error, try what works for you, but then also, um, structure, like actually structuring it in because otherwise it doesn't happen. Like your brain takes a long time to get into a habit. So if you're trying to break a habit of not, you know, eating your lunch or not exercising, if you've actually structured it in and scheduled it in, then it's going to be so much easier for it to happen. Yeah. It's all about that, making it happen, I guess. So this leads to my next question then. So for someone who is an introvert, they might be listening and they might be subconsciously and consciously, you know, a little bit scared about getting out of their comfort zone. What would you say if they could implement anything either today or tomorrow, what would you say should be their very first step? Yeah. So when I first started my business, I didn't want anyone to know who I was. Mm. Um, and that's probably just because everyone has underestimated me my whole life. I more than believed in myself. Um, that was probably because, you know, I thought most people would think who's Jess to think she can do this. And to Mm. be honest, I do think some of my friends probably did think that when I told them they were like, whatever, Jess, good luck. Um, And so to be honest, I think my fear was more about judgment and being underestimated. Mm. And I didn't want that to impact my success because I knew that I was more than capable. But what I would say is, I mean, my first speaking gig was a shit show. My first live video was a shit show. Like all of these things, like I'm not just an introvert who woke up one day and I was like, I can come on this podcast and talk for for an hour with no prep, no script nothing um because before my brain would have shut down and I wouldn't have known what the hell I was saying um but it takes practice so yeah I did that first speaking gig and it was a pretty bad um but I got one step better and then I did a live video once and I said hey my name's Jess I forgot what I was going to say see you next time um And that was pretty embarrassing, but I didn't sit there and think, that's so embarrassing. You're so dumb. You're so stupid. Like you should have done better. I just thought, well, hey, now I know where the live button is. And next time I know how to press the live button. And next time I'll say more than my name and it'll be great. So it it really does come from mindset, but it does come from practice and getting out of your comfort zone because we tell ourselves these stories that, oh my gosh, if I say the wrong word, which I say the wrong words all the time. I just don't care. (laughs) Mm. But people tell themselves these stories like, if I say the wrong thing, I'm going to look silly and then the whole world's going to end. And we take these stories like to the extreme. If you do it and you realise the world didn't end because you said the wrong word and actually someone gains something from what you said, someone was inspired that you even just showed up, then you've done your job and that outweighs your fear every single time. Yeah. So if you just show up in the best way you can. So if you, if we can set everyone a task today is one thing that, you know, 
will grow your business, but you've been putting off because you, whatever story you're telling yourself, you can't do it. You're too afraid. You don't have the skills. You're not qualified, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, then set yourself that one task and do it today. Don't do it tomorrow because then you've got even more time to create all the reasons why you shouldn't do it. Do it right now. As soon as you get on off this live, if you're showing up on Instagram, tag me and Cass and we'll have a look. Um, But do one thing that scares you, even if it's tiny, even if it's showing up on your Instagram stories, literally, hey, my name's Jess, I'm the founder of this business, done. Now you've shown up on stories. You don't Mm -hmm. have to say an essay. Um, But if you are stuck with that, I think it does start with mindset. So I do have my free limiting beliefs workbook and I have like a free 15 minute video that accompanies the workbook which will actually help you unearth like what are the limiting beliefs and stories that you're telling yourself that are stopping you because until you figure out what actually is stopping you you can't actually realize that that's actually pretty pretty wrong like that's a bit of a lie it's not even the truth and then you can overcome it but if you don't even know what that is to start with then it'll keep showing up and it will keep sabotaging you from doing what you want and growing your business. Yeah. It's all just about your belief systems, right? Cause like you said, it's all about your limiting beliefs, the stories that you're telling yourself and rewiring. Yeah, guys. So what I'm going to do actually is include the link to that ebook in the show notes. So if that is something that you struggle with, um, definitely get on it. I've gone through the ebook myself. It's a really great tool tool. Um, and it's, you know, it's probably one of the hardest skills you could ever learn, especially if you have to rewire the narratives in your brain. But I feel like if you can do it, even if you work on it for 10 minutes a day, it'll be so beneficial for you in the long run. So we've gone through introvert success, redefining success, everything like that. What are a few things that you've noticed over the last few years that have really held women back in their businesses? Hmm. So many things. I think. <laughs> oh, that's I so think, sad to hear. <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't mean it in that way, but like everyone's is different, but you know, the number one thing that I get, so I work one-on-one, you know, coaching. And before I take on any clients, they apply for a free initial call. And in those calls, it's really eye-opening for me. And the number one thing that I find people have is that, they don't really know where they're going. Like they're just hustling. They're working so hard. And when I ask them, what are their goals? They're just like, I want to grow my business or I want to hit six figures. Yeah. And when I ask them why six figures, they're like, oh, that's just what I, what sounds good. Um, Sounds like would be enough money, you know? So they don't really know. And so many people just start a business and they're like, oh, I need to do SEO. I need to do ads. I need to do Instagram. I need to do this and that. And then they're just like grinding all the gears. What if you don't need to do ads to get you to the goal that is your goal? So that's why I think it's great that we spoke about redefining success because I spoke to a client recently and she was like, Jess, sometimes I see this lady on Instagram and I see all of her success and it's shiny and it's big stages and this and that. And I think, hmm, that looks cool. I think I would love that. But then she's like, but actually then when I really think about it, I'm like, hell no, I just want a life where I can spend more time with my kids. That's it, Jess. And so here's the thing. If, if she just came to me as a coach and she said, Jess, I want the shiny stages, the big stages, you know, all of these stuff. And if I was a bad coach, I would say, great, here's how to do it. And we'll go that direction. But I say, why? 
why do you want that? Like, let's, let's actually figure this out because that's the first thing I do with all my clients is why do you want that? Like, what do you actually want? And then we need to go in a different direction because having more time freedom with your kids does not equal big stages, shiny, flying all around the country, doing all of these things. That's less time with your kids. And if your business starts to harm what you value, which is her kids, then you'll start to self-sabotage your business. And that's where I think self-sabotage is bullshit because it's just your brain saying, hey, can you stop doing that business? Because that's not what you value. You value your kids. So I'm going to fail this business and give you more time with your kids. Not always the best routine um, route to take, but you know that's what I think most business owners lack because we do see TikTok, Instagram, all these things and everyone's saying you can hit six figures. So they're like, great, I'll choose six figures as my goal and we'll do that. So the biggest problem is you don't know what your goal is and you don't know why you want it. And then you're building a business and hustling so hard for something you don't even want. So start there. That's such a that's so interesting because I like I know a lot of coaches, like I've done a lot of coaching programs and I feel like even in my own time in business, well, like we've been in business probably roughly the same amount of time. No one asked that question. And what you just said to me has literally like what you just said, not to me, to everybody, but you have just like made my brain burst. Like the sentence you just said where it's, um, oh, this, you know, your brain is going to sabotage. If your business doesn't align with your personal values, your, your brain is going to self-sabotage it. Man, I'm sitting here going, whoa, like I have never heard anyone say anything like that. All I ever hear is, is, well, no, you need to go take a break for a week and then come back to it and then reassess where you're at and see what you need to do. Maybe it's a lack of money coming through. That is... Or, you know, I hear all the time, oh, you just need to try harder or you need to put more time into your business. You're not spending enough time. You need to do more time. No, you don't need to do more time. You need to do less time on the shit that doesn't matter. Like I am so passionate about this. (laughs) That's why I love working one-on-one because no course could teach you this. Like I work one-on-one with my clients because I'm trained and I understand, like I can hear what they're saying and say, regurgitate it to them. And they're like, holy shit, Jess, it's like you're in my brain. So, you know, sometimes we don't know ourselves what success means, but having a coach or someone that says, actually, you don't need ads. Let's not even do ads because that's going to waste more of your time in the wrong area. Let's actually do this instead. That's going to be more beneficial for where you're trying to go. I think that is the biggest lesson that I hope I can share with everyone and that I love seeing my clients build businesses where they come to me and they're like, Jess, I'm currently earning, you know, one to two grand a month, but I really want to earn 10 grand a month. But Jess, here's the catch. I want to work less hours. And I'm like, no worries. I've got a solution. You know, there's always a solution. The problem is people don't think it's possible. So they don't even try or they firstly don't know what it is. Hmm. My brain has exploded. I'm just saying hopefully we can put your brain back together (laughs) no it's just it's amazing like what you've just said because I I've interviewed a lot of people like not just on this podcast in a podcast I used to have a few years ago and 
like, and I've worked with a lot of business owners. I know a lot of like those coaches who are on Facebook and Instagram who have got those ads going talking about motivation. And it sounds like they're screaming at you. And I have never heard anything that has resonated with me more in my entire life than everything that you have said in the last like 20 minutes. Like, and I really hope everybody listening today has felt the same way because, you know, it's powerful stuff that you're talking about. So this all leads into my very last question. If there was one tip that you could give to the listeners today, and I know you've kind of already has shared one, but if you could give us something different, what would that one tip be? Hmm. One tip. Um, stop telling yourself that your mindset's good and you don't need the fluffy stuff um, because quite a lot of clients do come to me and they're like, Jess, you know, my mindset is pretty good, so mostly I just need strategy. Guess what? We get two sessions in, max two months down the road, and they're like, hey, Jess, remember when I said my mindset's good? I've realised this or I've realised that and, I, you know, it's showing up for me in this way. And when I started my business, I didn't have limiting beliefs. I was like, let's go to the world and let's go global and let's do this and that. But there were still things holding me back. And when you get to a new level, there's new beliefs. So I think women especially, um, because a lot of these days, you know, women are really into their um, male energy and I am the same, you know, I've always been very male energy driven, like go, 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 hustle, strategy, this and that. But we need to lean back into that feminine energy and realize that mindset is literally what's creating your reality. So if we don't work on that, your business can only grow to the cap that you've put on yourself. And so everyone needs mindset in some way. And if you're closed mind into that, you're never going to allow yourself to grow because you said hey, I'm good. I don't need to learn anything. Therefore, your brain's never going to seek the learning or growth. And if you think you've learned everything, you've got something coming to you. So we can always continue to grow and evolve. So just be open to that growth and evolving. And um, sometimes you've got to get raw and vulnerable. I've had plenty of clients crying on the phone, but they've said that was the best session they've ever had because this stuff was showing up in their personal relationships in their you know home life it's showing up everywhere not just in business so I think just be open to mindset and let's stop calling it the fluff because trust me you need both strategy and mindset 100% oh thank you so much for joining us I have to say this is probably one of my most favorite interviews we've ever done and like <laughs> I've worked with Jess I've been so lucky enough to represent her and she's always kept saying to me I talk I'm better when I'm talk than what I do when I write and now I completely understand why because <laughs> holy shit my brain is sitting here going whoa this has been incredible but like I said thank you so much if people want to find you if they want to listen to your podcast where can they come across you yeah so um they can find me on my instagram at jess.williamson8 and also my podcast couch chats so you can find it on any podcast outlet i guess you'd call it (laughs) um and just search couch chats um or you can search jess williamson and it should come up um but yeah instagram is the best place i've got all the links to everything in my bio the 
you know, limiting beliefs and everything, but I'm sure you've got that in the show notes anyway. But honestly, my DMs are always open. So I'd love to hear from anyone who who does enjoy this episode. I mean, I get DMs and people are like, oh my God, you actually replied. I do honestly reply to everyone unless you're a bot. So come on over. <laughs> well, thank you so much again, guys. I hope you love this episode as much as I did. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining us on Behind the Pitch. Don't forget to rate, subscribe and like and follow us on all of our social media platforms for more. We'll see you next time. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.